we can move on from Cutco. Uh, <laughs> let me let me preface that by saying we yeah. can like talk about things other than Cutco, but, but I will be gonna thinking be on your about mic. Cutco knives <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Threat Level Podcast. We're going to talk about The Office. Yes, we are. My name's Justin. I'm Jamie. And, we and are, that's all of us. We are but two. And we are but two, and that is why <laughs> this is an intimate and quiet setting. Yes, it is. Because there are, there are only two people sitting here, uh, and also Bethany is asleep. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we shall have to speak in a whisper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so it has been like a month since um i've recorded uh at least and so i don't remember uh what we do here (laughs) (laughs) um we do whatever you want to do all right so we're gonna we're gonna ease ourselves in dust off the cobwebs have a little icebreaker um so my question is uh jamie Yes, this, Justin. This one only goes to you. Oh. Um, because there are not but two here. No, no. It's, it only goes to me because I'm very special. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Jamie, this, I pulled your name out of a hat, and oh. so this is yours. I'm lucky. Okay. Uh, my question is, um, what do you really think about Madison, Subi, and Bethany? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're please, please. complete hot disasters. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think the what do you really think about joke is funnier than I think it really is. Like <laughs> I think I find that joke funnier than everybody else on the planet. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Usually it's it's good when the person's in earshot though. Like maybe yeah. Beth- maybe Bethany's <laughs> yes. listening, but right, yeah, yeah. I guess it's best performed <laughs> when they can hear you do it. Yes. Um. So, uh, no real question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am ready. Um. We. What episode is this? Thirty-two. This is episode thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, 37's, 37 episodes into. Your podcast, my your pod- first one, our right, podcast, your, yes, right. That's what I mean. This is, okay, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the royal you. Okay, um, yes, I am royal, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, sire Jamie, yes. What have you learned? What has your experience been like having this podcast for thirty-six episodes? It's been sort of a mixed bag. I think I learned more about editing and manipulating sound files than I thought I would ever need to, even okay. from the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. And well, that first episode, right? Like that took that took me like we both worked on it, and for me, I don't know how long it took you, but like the version I yeah. did, it, it took me like six hours to edit. It yeah. was rough. Our workflow was real slow. <laughs> I, I do feel like that has gotten better for sure like usually like now I, I don't know if it's you know a matter of just feeling more comfortable with pauses and saying yeah. like, like slip-ups and stuff I but like 
editing the podcast for me now is real easy. I basically just listen to it and then cut chunks out if I find that they're a bit too racy or too right. questionable. Um, yeah. <laughs> but aside the, the <laughs> uncensored, uncut version of no one will ever the see those released on Blu-ray. <laughs> We can never even release something like that because I definitely just delete the files once I'm yeah. done. I'm like, ain't nobody got that much space on their hard drive. Yeah, um, especially not their Google Drive. Definitely not their Google Drive. Um, no, I, I, I think I've also learned how... I think, because at first we were very adamant about all five of us being together always in the in right. the episodes. So I learn, I think we all learned how tough like if if we wanted to have a continuous podcast every week we need to learn to be okay with having fewer than than five right. and um so I'm, i and i think those do have like a different dynamic in them listening back so it's kind of interesting to hear the difference in like a five person podcast versus versus three or two um but yeah i honestly the the thing that's been the best about it and the thing that I appreciate most about the podcast is being able to, like, almost weekly, uh, get to meet up virtually with you guys and chat, and it makes me feel more connected, and, mm-hmm. like, we're not missing as much of each other's lives as, like, before the podcast when, as people do, like, and even, you know, on Hangouts, for example, we may go a couple weeks without putting anything on there, but right. um, I feel like it's it's been something to sort of keep us in touch to know what is going on and stuff like that, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been like, uh, it's been cool working on a creative project period. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it, it does feel like you're doing something. Right. Uh, and yeah. it's nice to like get together and, and, and talk as much as like, like, I mean, it's been, like for the past two months, it, our schedule has been sporadic at <laughs> best. Right. Uh, yeah. But no. it's still been like something on the on the on the schedule, like on right. the horizon. Like yeah. even if we're not like hitting it that week, we're still rescheduling it for the next week or whatever. Or like talking about it or being like, oh, I can't do that this week. Right. And I think, I think that has the fact that I, I that we do it sometimes with fewer than five like we wouldn't be recording now if we anticipated everyone being here you know like mm-hmm. you are gracious enough to join me at 10 p.m yes. yep my normal waking yep. hours and well past my bedtime <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> not not your back in the day bedtime though we used right, to play no. ff until like oh my three. gosh like i can't even imagine <laughs> anymore oh staying up till I woke up this morning, um, so I watched these guys stream out in California, and I woke up this morning, and one of them was still streaming from, like, the <laughs> night before, and so, like, I woke up and watched him finish his oh, game, man. like, as the sun came in through his window. <laughs> That's excellent. It's like, I can't, I can't even imagine that life anymore. Yeah. It does seem like a quite distant dream, but... Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting experience. How, uh, how do you, how do I want to, how do I want to phrase this question? I feel like (laughs) you have cut your teeth now on podcast creation. Like you've learned, like we've, we've come a long way with like figuring out how like recording setups work and how, um, our editing 
workflow is going so like you you can turn out a podcast in like a day right um how and and you've like you know uploaded them and like dealt with scheduling and stuff so now that you have like started working on a podcast how do you see your future with podcasts like whether it's like developing this one more or creating another one like are there like does this make you want to do it more or do you feel like you uh you're good (laughs) 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 or do you say nah i'm good (laughs) no i think i really i really enjoy the like as i said for me i just kind of see it as a time to like get together and chat and i'm all for like a forum type discussion so i would totally be happy doing something with like you know we've discussed doing some sort of like gaming slash perhaps anime type thing Mm -hmm. and that would be really cool to to do um and i know kyle has like thrown around the idea of doing some sort of like dungeons and dragons episodic type of podcast Mm -hmm. um so I'd, be, I'd totally be doing into doing other podcasts. Like, would I be happy if other people would be, like, if someone was like, no, 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 I'll do all of the, like, editing? I'd be like, sure. But it's, I think that at least for for our podcast, for this one, because we feel a lot more comfortable now, and I think maybe it's just, like, getting used to podcasting in general and just that sort of like open forum and talking. I think that any ep- anything we did from this point on would be a very easy edit in terms of doing new podcasts or new new things because you know, it's just kind of a matter of chatting and having a discussion. Right. So, I'm totally I'm totally into doing more podcasts. So, whenever you want to start the other one, Justin, you let yeah, me okay, know. Yeah, I'll just do that and we'll just switch on the microphones. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, but seriously. Yeah, yeah we should. I should. We should, we should. For sure. We just need to like, also get a game and play it together again. It's been a while. Yeah, maybe you should get a switch. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I am not forged of of gold over here. I'm living in this in New York City in his studio apartment. Good sir. That's your. That's that's how you would pay for it. You're like a part of your solid gold body. <laughs> right. I'd have to cut off a limb. Right. No, it would be cool. It would be cool. But yeah, I mean, hmm. what about you? Like, how do you feel? How would you say you feel from like day one of doing the podcast to now? Like, what are your feelings towards it? I feel like the hardest part of doing something is getting people to be there to do it yeah i mean like it's weird it's weird um i feel like the i feel like the format that we use Mm -hmm. um is kind of so you were saying like we use this primarily as a way for us to get together and like kind of talk about something that we all like and then talk about some things outside of that (laughs) and like it's a like that's it's pretty much like our you know, it's a way for us to check in with each other. And I think because of that, um, there is kind of a, uh, an idea that we don't really like, this is good. Like, this is like the way that we're, that we're doing things currently and that the way that we will do things in the future. Um, so to compare it to like, um, 
something that like other podcasts may do like you know partially along the way they might change the way that they do things where as we're um you know like comfortable with our format that we've set for ourselves and we don't really want to bring that into question because that's like not really you know in our comfort zone Mm -hmm. um i like that's how i see that this podcast has kind of fit into our lives yeah um whereas like i think in the future if we were to like if we were to move on from uh doing this this you know threat level podcast itself mm-hmm. not saying we are is this your hint but Je- no, are any to put our <laughs> our listeners hearts at ease we yes. are not stopping podcasting anytime soon but if we were <laughs> to move on from threat level podcast specifically i think that that would be the direction that um i think that we would feel most comfortable taking is uh where like it's basically just like icebreakers and Mm -hmm. then you know shout outs like the the things that we discuss around the office whereas i feel like the office was an easy thing for us to choose a topic that we all enjoy and then like bring us all together and talk about it but i think that what we really enjoy doing out of it is the discussion itself rather than the discussion of the office itself Uh, yeah absolutely i agree yeah it's and I mean, we are, yeah, because there used to feel like a, a, a very large discord, if you will, between this, the, quote, segments of it. Like Icebreaker is used to feel like much different to the episode discussion itself versus mm-hmm. then, like, basically we're sandwiching discussion around brief talking about, uh, you know, a brief discussion about the episode. Right. But I do, I do think... I totally agree with you. And I think that like, if we decided to do some sort of podcast where we just chat and like record it, I mean, we didn't have to record it. We could just have normal human conversations, but (laughs) if we were, (laughs) no, we have to record everything that we do. We are millennials, Jamie. I mean, uh, to be honest, I I think it is pretty cool to have like a recorded, almost like a recorded history of, of like progress of life from like last, when did we start this March from like last March till now? Like we'll have, soon we'll have like a full year of like you know you can look back and be like what were we up to in march of 2016 oh we have like recorded evidence of what that was like that aspect of i think is really cool Um, and then when i die (laughs) you guys will all have something to go back to and say this was his voice let's not do that i think that if (laughs) i think if any of us died i don't foresee us for continuing the podcast um yeah (laughs) Uh, but <laughs> in his memory, yes, it'd be. Um, and then we'd feel obligated to, like, yeah, my one yeah, thing and my will never stop. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you're done with the episodes, nope, yeah. let's continue. <laughs> but uh, but I do I do think that we are finally taking the episodes in a, in a more uh, the discussion of the office episodes in a direction that's more conversational and less yeah. less stilted than it used to be. Yeah, but yeah, um, I, I can see that kind of. Uh, you kind of, I mean, you didn't mention it, but you, like, what you were saying reminded me of it is, um, like, another thing that I've, uh, that I've learned from doing this. I don't know, I don't know if learned is the right word, but it's, um, something that's been on, like, in my thought processes as we're recording episodes is, uh, like, there are times where I really want to watch what I say. Like, there are times Mm -hmm. where I really like want to make sure that i'm filtering strongly specifically because 
this is conversation that is being recorded and put on the internet forever. Like, um, and I think that that aspect of life in 2018 (laughs) or 2017, as we have been recording, um, is weird. Like, I feel like the, like that's never been a part of my life up until now where it's like, I, I don't want to like commit to a philosophy or I don't want to commit to a, like a, 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 something I'm about to say. Yeah. Um, just because like you should be able to take things back. Like you should be able mm-hmm. to say like, you know, like that was in the past. I have grown since then. I've you know thought about it more or whatever. Right. Like everything should be really have that plasticity to it, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's always going to be there. Right. Yeah. And you see that some, so often now people will be like, ah, oh, this person back in t- 2007 tweeted that, you know, this person right. was a douche and how dare right. they use such offensive language. And I'm like, first of all, people do th- stupid and stu- do and say stupid things when they're young. Like that's part of growing up. And right. I totally agree that like, it's tough to like say any blanket statements because at any given time you may, you may decide to take that back or your viewpoints change, you know, like I think people are constantly in a state of changing. So it's, right. yeah. That's in best case scenario, you do grow out of it and you and nobody gives you a hard time about it, but right. like it's still there for yeah. you to like that regret is still there. Right. For you to listen to. Yeah. Which is like looking back sometimes at like old Zanga blogs or like MySpace <laughs> blogs and I'm like, Good God, like yeah. <laughs> who was this teenager and why yeah. <laughs> why were they allowed to use a Facebook or a, yeah. a MySpace or whatever? But Yeah. Yeah. Six month ago, me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how how the turntables. <laughs> but... <laughs> the, the things I have to warn you about, and yet I cannot. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, but yeah. Let's let's Good talk about the office then. This time, according to Wikipedia, we're tackling episodes ten and eleven. Okay, because it was a two-parter. Like, does it say like it was it like on a special day? I mean, I got it was around Christmas. It was December fourteenth, two thousand six. So not quite Christmas time, but apparently, yeah, it must have been like a two-part two-part episode. And it is a yeah. Go ahead. Like two weeks, like they aired half one week, half the other. Uh, no, I think they aired it the same day because it just has one one air date. Which is like they must have had to work around a schedule. I don't know how that works. I wonder why they did that. Yeah. So this episode, a Benihana Christmas. I've never even out of the office. I've never even heard of a Benihana. Let's get that out of the way. Is that like a? Is it like a chain? It must be right. I have never looked it up. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> uh, but I've also never been to any sort of hibachi grill where they're like actually making never? it right there. Well, I've been to like sorts of things but not the type where they're like throwing the food at you or like you're sitting around the grill like i've gone up to the like grill thing and like ordered or like gave them like a chinese buffet no but um well i guess it might even be like like a mongolian barbecue or something like that where you like you put all the shit in the bowl and then you give it to them and like they make it there and put it back in your bowl all cooked and stuff but you put raw food in a bowl and then they cook it and put it back in the bowl where the raw food was <laughs> oh yeah i guess so Uh-oh. that's kind of questionable isn't it um 
<laughs> that seems like a health hazard. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what the process is. But <laughs> they just switched out another bowl and you never knew. Maybe. Now I've only gone a couple times because I had some friends back in Bloomington who were mildly obsessed with like that type of restaurant. Whereas like for me, I'd like to just order it. Like that seems like a lot of work to be getting up and like choosing all the stuff and like then forcing this person to make it in front of you and like it is so like i loved it when i was a kid when i was a kid (laughs) that was like my dream job like when i was cooking yeah when i was cooking like regularly it was like i wanted to be a hibachi cook nice Um, i would like watch youtube videos of like how to do it (laughs) like throwing this stuff and whatnot yeah yeah and like i would practice spinning spatulas at work and stuff um i never was really able to do it so I never became a hibachi chef, but it's so awkward. Like I would be one, I would be awful at that job. Like I'm way too awkward of a person to be like entertaining these people. And I'm way too awkward of a person to be eating there too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I would just be like throwing the spatulas and they'd be flying off of like, like hitting things and like (laughs) cutting patrons in half and things. Oh yeah. Your spatulas cut patrons in half. Sure. That can happen. Mine would be razor sharp, I forgot to tell you. That was the warning on the but... YouTube video. Don't uh don't oil your spatulas or else they'll fly off and cut someone in half. <laughs> I hope that really was the warning. Um <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but I've never seen anything like up close like that where they're like what did he call the onion thing? This like the The onion... volcano? Yeah, the thing that's like sh- spouting forth whatnot. Yeah. But... <laughs> like that seems pretty impressive but yeah i would i just feel awkward like i i like people to make food behind the scenes or or be the one making it and then i know what works going into it i feel bad yeah um Uh, but don't like make eye contact with me and (laughs) cook my food for me right (laughs) and then like i don't know they always like try to like put on a little bit of a show but it's always like halfway because (laughs) the people there don't really know how to act like they don't know it's not really like a show but it's also not really a restaurant so like they'll kind of like look at the cook and then talk amongst themselves for a little bit and then look at the cook and like so it's never really like the right energy Um, (laughs) right no i would feel like i need to like maintain conversation the whole time yeah with the cook yeah (laughs) talk about his knives yes his knives his nakiri knives his nakiri or whatever the other one was uh uh usoba clearly not my interview <laughs> <laughs> usoba not cutco i i understood not cutco no <laughs> i saw cutco knives recently and i was like i can't believe this is still going on what of course uh, it's still going on yeah i didn't know <laughs> no it, it is surprising honestly because Are they like still like when i was when i was young yeah cutco knives were like serrated knives where the serrations were serrated yes is that still like their angle? Yep. Okay. As far as I know, That's... I mean, to be fair, I did, I sell I sold uh, Cutco back in two thousand eight, so it's been a, it's oh. been it's been a half moon or so. But you're an expert. I was an expert. I was an expert at the time, but now I no I well let me tell you how awkward I was with Cutco. Well, first okay. of all, I only went to people who I knew to sell oh, it. Yeah. So they I would know. like try to sell to friends and family. And, yeah, Cutco knows that. Right. Uh, that's the whole thing the pyramid yeah. scheme or whatever but um 
I there was like a rush for the first weekend. So like if you sold, you know, you want to sell everything you can on the first weekend, and then like that dictates what prizes you get, and the prizes were other knives. So you could get like a bread knife because like you you have to buy like a basic starter kit so that you can demo knives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you bought it. Well, my grandmother did. Okay. Shout but out. That's not what I meant. But <laughs> a nice cap. I'm, I'm going to give a nice cap locks shout out to my grandmother. Um, but no, yeah. You, so you have to. I, you might be able to rent it or something. But I just bought them because I was like, well, after the summer, I'll just keep the knives and I'll have a nice, nice set. Uh, do you still have them? I do still have them. I do. But I never. Uh, so the weekend, I sold a bunch of stuff, and then I never turned in my sheet to pick up the knives. And then I felt really awkward doing it late, so I never got my reward of different oh, knives. Oh, no. So, unfortunate. Um, but How yeah. much money did you make that weekend? I think I made like $500. What? Yeah, yeah. Did you make $500 or did Cutco make $500? No, no, no. I think I, think I did, I want to say. In one weekend? Yeah, because I kind of Why like... Why did you stop? Right? Well, because <laughs> that's the thing, because you hit up everyone you know, and then you're like, oh, God, I've started speaking to people I don't know. And then I was like, this is too emotionally and, like, socially draining for me. So yeah. I stopped doing it. And also, like, the annoying thing is that, like, if you if you continue to sell, and I, I imagine that's the same for, way for any of those, like, traveling salesman jobs, but, like, if you continue to sell, perfect. But, like, you know, you also get paid for setting up appointments and doing the demo, even if someone doesn't do it. But then, like, your supervisor basically, like, calls you and hounds you and be, to be like, well, I don't understand why you didn't, like, have yeah. a sale and you need to do this and that. And yeah. then, like... Sell harder. Know, right. And then, like, a couple sales, a couple, like, appointments in with no sales. And then they're like, what are you even doing? And... Um, <laughs> That was too much, like, stress to, like, know that I had to, like, call the supervisor after every sale and, like, do all this right. stuff. I mentioned, like, as you are more of a successful salesman, you don't need to worry about that. But, like, I didn't get past that. I only worked for, like, six weeks. And then was like, fuck this shit, bye. <laughs> and then I went went back to working at Hot Topic. Was the supervisor, <clears throat> like, was the supervisor a really successful Cutco salesman? Oh, for or sure. Or did they, like, were they, like, an outside hire? Oh no! I think they were a successful Cutco uh, salesman. Wow! But uh, I can't even imagine that life. Right? I mean, you have to be very like, I guess, very energetic and very extremely social. I would say, convincing, almost like, because you have to like basically convince these people who may or may not already have knives that your knives are better. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a because re- they have more serrations. <laughs> But it reaches a, and they have an ergonomic handle as well. But it's like, <laughs> it reaches a point where I'm just like, I can't be bothered. Like, if someone doesn't want something, I'm not going to force it upon them. Um, I'm not as charismatic as that, I guess. But yes. Oh my gosh. Knives. I had no idea that you sold cut coke. Did you not? No. Oh. That is... Yes, I was a traveling salesman for cut coke. <laughs> so <laughs> the secrets are revealed about my life. Uh. And now I teach. Less exciting. <laughs> but more my style, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't even know what we were talking about before this. Just knives. Benihana. Cool. So Knives. Yeah. I mean, we can just, like, knock the whole Michael's relationship thing out of the way and talk about that first. I think that Michael's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> this whole story, I can't... 
imagine writing this storyline like it's such a creative storyline of like michael photoshops his face in on an Uh, old picture of carol and her ex-husband i think uh so awkward it's it's such a funny concept Uh, it's well first of all i wasn't aware that like people were actively photoshopping things back in 2006 but i feel like he just like taped his face like <laughs> right. he cut out his face and he taped it on too yeah it looked like it because it was pretty shit but <laughs> but that's a pretty bold state as jim said it's pretty bold yeah. is bold the right <laughs> word to <laughs> to do that um yeah that's so weird but he michael doesn't understand relationships and boundaries which is yeah. the issue and I love this coming back later. Um, oh, no, not later. It's in the same scene where he's <laughs> like, uh, oh, later, too. So he's Carol's like breaking up with him and like it's over. Like she has already like started the sentence where she's like breaking up with him. And he's like, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <sighs> Let's go to Sandals, Jamaica. Right. And, like, just make it worse. Just, yeah <laughs> just like whenever things are going bad he just like digs in his heels and commits harder right uh and then like later on he does the same thing whenever the the waitress is leaving and he's like no no wait wait let's go to jamaica Ugh, i know it's like no she clearly like he's just yeah his attempts to try to stop people like midway by proposing something even more extreme is yeah. like he needs to it's it's like also when Carol fled the gin or the warehouse, and he was like, "No, no, no, we I, we I have what does he want to yeah <laughs> I have this book yeah like and she's all convinced until he's like it's the Kama Sutra and she's like what <laughs> like he just doesn't know and that's why like ugh, I I know that we're meant to find Michael very endearing but mm-hmm. there are so many times when I'm I'm just like I cannot stand this person. And it's yeah. fun. It's fun watching him. Whenever he's very emotional, like he does, like Steve Carell does some very good, like crazy, as in like insane emotional sort of acting, where like he just breaks down and, and can't deal with life. And I yeah. like I like seeing that. I think it's very like like when he's taking Christmas away. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like his reaction is just like take Christmas away. And I love also how he's he's just like, Stanley, keep it up and I'll take New Year's or whatever. <laughs> Jim, take New Year's away from Stanley. Um But it's and also like later on he's lying down by Pam and he's just talking about how all of his body parts hurt. Like Yeah my heart his arm hurts. Yeah, his my <laughs> arms. Why are you laying like that? <laughs> oh man. No, it's fun. Uh, it's fun seeing Michael, and it, I, I do like people eventually sort of rallying around him. Like, you know, after all of the nonsense, like he and Jim have a pretty solid conversation at the end, and he realizes he's just rebounding from from Carol. Although I think that's the big, like the fastest rebound in all of history. But Michael, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally like the the breakup lunch, right. <laughs> And it is, like, just depressing, and, like, everything is just, like, you're... It seems like the uglier the rebound, the more effective it is, because he was, like, <laughs> in a really dark place, and then, like, had this just this disgusting day, and then, like, he is 100% better at the end of the episode. Yeah. 
all celebrating uh, about the fact that he had to mark her arm because he yeah because all waitresses he, look alike yeah when they came in, i didn't notice this <laughs> until this watch but like those are two different waitresses like cindy's not even there i know yeah <laughs> i noticed that too this time because i was like oh cindy i should pay attention to their names so i could ask it for trivia and then right. <laughs> and then i'm like wait that she's not even there <laughs> it's so awkward I also hate that I hated watching Andy is very much like the typical dude who's like calling over the waitress to like be all flirty and creepy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. That's something that needs like need not be done. And, yeah. I, um, I was talking to Bethany about this the other day, <laughs> all of my years, like serving tables and yeah. stuff. Um, I have never like been hit on by a table. <laughs> and like, Oh, uh, I know for a fact that like Bethany has been hit on right. a lot by tables. Um, and it's just kind of like a, a thing where it's like, I clearly the experience of serving tables is different for women than it is for right. men. Um, and it's just like, that's so like, it is my job to bring food from the kitchen to your table. And that's it. Right. <laughs> like just relax. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not, like, here to, like, take care of you. Like, you can take your mommy issues elsewhere. <laughs> right. I think Wingman Andy is <laughs> funny, though. Like, I think that he... Could, I don't know. He's, like, funny in, like, the try-hard way. Uh, yeah. What? I'm sorry. I'm losing my train of thought. Do you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That's, that's peppermint because pretzel is, like, biting his head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just, like... I thought they adored each other. They do, and like Pretzel really loves peppermint, so okay. like he shows it too physically. deeply. Yes, <laughs> his love is too deep. Yes, it is. Uh, it is not. He's not digging it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Wingman. So Andy. they go out to that. He brings the bicycle back. <laughs> he gives his bicycle away. Uh, she's just riding it around the office. She apparently. also sucks. Like she's like, a <laughs> like well, she's kind of a loser. Like, well, of course, uh, yeah, <laughs> not not the strongest date. I don't think we ever hear either of the two waitresses' names. No, I don't think so either. Just Michael, is, like being creepy with them. Yeah, it is kind of though. Like I know, like um, a lot of. A lot of jokes that the office makes a lot, like in the name of having Michael Scott be this certain kind of character, like all these off-color jokes that the office makes, and then for us to like roll our eyes at. Um, right. I I give that a pass a lot, but I was really tired of the all Asians look the same joke yeah. that came up like four times in this episode. Right. Me too. Um, it's. I feel it's like just weird and like yeah. I don't know how to like react to that. Right. No, it's it's a very as you said it's it's quite off color and I don't know I don't know that that shows today would really do that. Maybe. Yeah. But it seems still unacceptable to a certain extent. And also yeah, like it, a like maybe like an easy almost like a like it's a too easy sort of like trope and joke to yeah, go with. Yeah, it's a your mom joke like a Right. It's it's low effort. Right. 
Um, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, this episode was very... I feel like there were a number of things happening, but, like, that whole the whole plotline with Michael and, like, him trying to find romance again, I could have lived without, honestly. Yeah, it was a weird episode to be in two parts because I feel like it didn't really do anything to deserve that. Like, it's right. not, like, a big moment. Yeah. Like, I feel like like Jim and Pam's wedding yeah. could be a two-part episode. It probably it uh, might be. Yeah. Or like Michael Scott leaving could be a two part episode. Right. But like this is just like a Christmas episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing big that really happens. I mean, in terms of like the whole being at Benihana, I, I do. It is funny, of course, watching like Jim's quote prank on Dwight. And yes. Dwight has to sit two people <laughs> down. And I love like, you know, we get the good scene when <laughs> he thinks the waitress is hypnot or like yes. sleeping or something. And then he's like, Jim's like, oh no, she doesn't know how to make a goose or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that like, was, like that's, that was a very, that's pretty classic. Yeah. Uh, that might be one of my favorite Jim pranks. Yeah. Just because of like <laughs> how weird that's, that interaction must've been for that waitress. Right. Um, yeah. What was Andy doing with her? Oh, he was telling her to imagine her dream home. Why? Yeah, I, but like, I don't know. Why? No idea. To be a creep, I think. <laughs> like, Honestly. Like, oh, and this guy can give it to you. I think so. I think that was it. He's like, whatever you imagine, baby. I think <laughs> that, I th- was a, that was a I think very my, good Donald Trump impression. <laughs> I think Michael Scott would like him. <laughs> But or you like whatever it was, but uh, I got lost in my Donald Trump impression. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, got, I just I started I speaking, and then as his voice was coming out of my mouth, I, I was so amazed I that felt, I lost my whole right, train of thought, or I felt an overwhelming desire to vomit <laughs> and couldn't contain myself. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. First, a lot of people I feel like who watch The Office know the Benny Hanna episode. Because people are like, Benihana! And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But for that, I don't know that this necessarily merits it. Like, I, I appreciated the the party, the things going on with the parties a little more. Just because mm-hmm. you got to see people's, like, like, a lot of, like, decent quips. And people, I don't know. It's kind of interesting when, like, the status quo kind of changes in the office a little bit. Okay. And you sort of see that playing around, like... You know, Jim asserting his authority and allowing the creation of the second party, the committee to plan parties. Uh-huh. And, I, and I liked also that he he did something that he knew Dwight could not say no to, which was to form a committee to determine and then like be in session so that Dwight's yeah. just waiting there for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, quiet, I'm in session. Um, I like that. Yeah, and I liked... Um, I liked that Pam and Karen were interacting with each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, what I really wish would have happened is that like, this wouldn't be the only episode that they do that. Right. Uh, and like, I, it's cause they could be like good friends, like yeah, and, absolutely. And get along really well. But instead it's like every time Jim and Karen do something, the camera cuts to Pam who like looks awkward. Right. And then like every time Pam and Karen does something, camera cuts to Jim and it looks awkward. And Uh, it's like, 
yeah yeah we get it there's like this triangle thing here or whatever and that's like what i feel is keeping karen from being like this like fully realized part of the office Absolutely. that she should be and like it's just super weird that yeah. she's not well it's it's just kind of weird too like uh, of course this isn't reality but i because <laughs> karen doesn't know that jim was interested in pam right as no, far not as yet i know yeah so it's kind of strange that like it's it's annoying to watch because karen thinks that she's just trying to like be nice and be friendly with like another friend of Jim's or something. But she, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not, it's completely not fair to, to not tell her that this is the woman he left the company or almost left the company for, like at least moved to to a different branch. Like that's, that's pretty important news for someone who you're supposedly dating. And like if they had happened to develop an, like a, a really close friendship, I feel like that's something that would really like throw what do we say throw a wrench into the works to like be really really close and then be like oh like jim really likes you even if jim and karen stayed together like i don't know it's a very strange sort of thing that that always kind of irks me and i absolutely think that yeah if i would have loved to see karen grow as a character in this in this show but it's kind of it's hard to even like get attached to her knowing because we know right away that her time is limited. Like she right. obviously is not going to stay Jim's love interest for long, and right, it's an unfortunate sort of thing. Yeah, and like I mean, they kind of lampshade it in this episode when Jim is like when Jim's talking about being a rebound, um, right. like clearly saying that like he's rebounding with Karen, but it's like well, like you're you've been dating for like six months, so like right, you know, stop. <laughs> stop dating right i feel like it's only so far before the rebound like yeah i don't know if rebounds are meant to last upwards of six months (laughs) that seems a bit long and also just like a recipe for heartache but right as you know well she gets over it and then has a baby and whatever but yeah as you do but yeah i i do not only like the awkward looks of Jim when when Karen and Pam are together, but we also have like anytime Pam has any interaction with Roy, Jim is right. also like really awkward. And like Jim, the only reason he even decided to like partake in the joke or in the uh, the prank on Dwight involving the CIA, I think, is because he saw Pam and Jim or <laughs> Pam and Roy hugging. That's so he's like, right? They he did yeah. see them. So he's probably like, I need to make sure that she knows I'm Man, still sort of interested. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that, like, it sounds like a conspiracy theory at this point <laughs> that, like, every single time we talk about Jim on the podcast, it's, like, this, like, monstrous personality <laughs> of him and, like, his weird thing with Pam. But, like, I'm starting to think that this was, like, the actual undercurrent of the writers, like, being, like, and then Jim sees this and then that's his motivation for right. it. it it's... Uh, yeah, for like actually going along with the pranks and stuff. It's it's weird to think that because when before we did this and when when I would just binge watch the show normally, um, it it just seems sort of cute, you know? Right. Like just like right. oh, they're meant to be together and blah blah blah. Right. But, but yeah, like as we go deeper, it's like no, no, this is really sort of like <laughs> twisted and like Pam's doing things just to make Jim jealous and. Jim right. is staying on Pam's good side just to make sure she doesn't get close to Roy. It's 
yeah it's it's dark i think <laughs> and like i'm start and so now because i've always said that like i like when jim and pam are together like that's right like they have a great chemistry together so like yeah they should be in a relationship i'm fine with that sure um it's just removing all this extra crap around it first and like now i'm starting to think that when we get to that point in the series am i still gonna think that way right or like is jim still gonna have this part of his personality where like he does things with pam only because uh he's a sociopath yeah only because he's a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that'll be interesting to see that well of course like the show incorporates like elements to show that their relationship isn't great during a time but when they're on their their like steady period it, it'll be interesting yeah to look back and right. see hmm. yeah. or look forward and see i guess hmm. yeah and then once jim gets pam he just she's old news then and he moves out to <laughs> philly and yes he does he tries uh, to stay in the end unhappily <laughs> come now but <laughs> and then they play the chasing cars song and it's all good is, is that, that the, plays wait, is that the like, song they play when the when the dvd is being played i don't actually know what song is being remember. played i can't remember i think it's snow patrol that's not chasing cars oh wait is it not is it chasing cars oh i don't know no i'm thinking of a different song i'm thinking of the boys like girls song no i'm thinking of speeding cars the imogene heap song is that her name it's an interesting name um I'm thinking that's the right name. I'm trying to think of the other person who I constantly confuse her name with. And <laughs> Bethany, like, we, we were just doing this the other day. The the girl who sings the song about Rogaine what? is what? named. Oh, my gosh. I did it again. Never mind. <laughs> Imogene Heap is the right name of the person. Okay. The person who sings the song that Kanye West put into his one song. Um Dido? No, I have no idea. It sounds like Dido. Yes, it's okay. not Dido, but it sounds like her. Yes. <laughs> anyway, she has a song called Speeding Cars. That's what I thought we were talking about, not Chasing Cars, the Snow Patrol song. On a more important note, what ever Madison, ha- cut what? that out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Dido? Uh, I think it is super cool that Dido did a song with Eminem. Yeah. Did she die? Um, but did she die, though? Did she die, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh god (laughs) (laughs) um Um, (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know yeah uh however unfortunately much to all of our sadness the lead singer from the cranberries died i know and now they'll never get back together that is quite sad that is quite sad um, now, I, now, the person was, was Sinead O'Connor not in the Cranberries? I don't think so. I think they were both just from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> not every Irish person is Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Maybe I just have a version of her like singing that zombie song. And that's why I thought she, because in the zombie is a, is a Cranberry song, no? Yes. Okay. So maybe I just have a version of her. Whoa. I just have a version of her singing did it. You, did it vibrate? Yeah. It sounded, it sounded like a virtual, like someone was teleporting. Oh. <laughs> no. Michael Huber tweeted 
about God of War. Oh, the game, the video game. You don't have to. You don't have to feign interest. Hey, now, I can pretend all <laughs> I, I want. I don't need your to pity pretend. interest. <laughs> no, I do. I, I see your likes sometimes on the tweets, and I explore them. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah. Dido. Were we actually talking about Dido? We at a point we were, and then I was confusing Sinead O'Connor with the singer. Sinead O'Connor and Cranberries, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, Cranberries. Yeah, I don't actually know who the singer is from the Cranberries. I'm sorry, singer from the Cranberries, but um, I do. Like, I think that the Cranberries are just, like, a really understated band. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what any of their future albums sound like or if they have any albums other than the one that I listened to. But that is a great album. I love a lot of their songs. Which album was it? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. A Uh, a true Cranberry. The best of the Cranberries. Okay. (laughs) The best Cranberry sauce. Yes. Um, (laughs) I do love a Cranberry, though. Let's be frank. I buy so many bags of Cranberries. Like like Craisins or actual Cranberries? No, like... Like full on cranberries. Oh, nice, nice. They are so good. Um, <sighs> cranberries, good. This is this has gone to a place. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's normal. No longer talking about this podcast. That's okay. I do. I do like seeing it. Going back to the podcast, I do like seeing <laughs> the interactions between Dwight and Angela in this because yes. they're still the best, you know, relationship in this entire show. Um, so we're kind of, um, cause, cause we watch it like, you know, for ourselves when we're not watching it for the podcast. So like, I don't really know where we are at in the series in this episode. Like, where are we at in Dwight and Angela's relationship? Like, like he hasn't killed her cat yet, but no, he has not killed her cat yet. Yeah. It's still, um, still hidden from prying eyes, but it's fun. It's fun seeing like this, the, the cute things like him, you know, trying to hold her hand. As she's like yeah. really depressed about her party, or right. I love this scene with him in the karaoke, and he's just oh like, yeah, like beatboxing like, or whatever he's doing. The like, did he say, "I will hold your mic for you"? Must be. And she's just like, "I will be your mic stand." She's there with her hands clasped, and he's he's just like doing the Trans Siberian Orchestra down there. Yeah, which is the best part. Oh, I love it. Mm. I love it so much. Is that part not in? the normal version of the little drum over <laughs> i mean i'm i'm not really one to know about the, the very religious christmas songs but i think not uh <laughs> i think there's i don't t- actually know what the little drummer boy is even about um apart from the obvious right <laughs> i don't know either actually i isn't there like one of those claymation christmas films about the drummer yeah the but drum? i think that came after the song why <laughs> probably <laughs> what came first the song or the claymation <laughs> animation show <laughs> life's a great question mm-hmm. um you know i didn't watch any of those this christmas and that makes me real sad yeah me neither mm. uh i didn't do much for christmas though yeah we, I, I didn't do much either and maybe you find this too, but like, as I get older, I find that like, I would much rather spend like a quiet Christmas or a quiet New Year, both like 
just with friends hanging out and not worry too much about doing big things with like even with family and like uh, yeah like i could uh, it's a lot of social energy that i just don't have these days yeah and it's a lot of just like i want to stop worrying about my money right instead do you do you like buying gifts like are you a good gift buyer do you think (laughs) i like the process of thinking about Mm mm-hmm gift buying and stuff i don't like like i don't like my end result i'm never like happy with the (laughs) gift that i'm giving because like i'm always thinking about things that i like that oh that would be a really good idea to be giving or like i would buy something and like i don't mail it out yeah ever uh or like i um like I, i can't like I don't know. Or like, I, I can't like get into the mindset of thinking about what it is that I should be buying because mm-hmm. instead I'm worrying about, you know, not having any money or whatever. Right. No, I totally, I totally get that. Like I, I even, well, let's see for you guys. Like, for example, I also like, like the, I, I like giving people things and like them enjoying them. Like I think everyone universally probably, I hope likes that. Right. But <laughs> But the whole, like, money is definitely a thing that is worrisome. Like, you know, I just moved into a new apartment and then was going home and I was like, oh, I now have, like, and bless them, they're adorable or whatever, but I have, like, four nieces, so I'm like... They're adorable or whatever, stop having kids. I know, I'm like, my, if my brother has any more kids, it's going to break the bank because I have, like, I had, I shelled out, like, I was like, okay, I had to limit myself, so I'm like, 20 bucks each child. But that's still $80. Right. Like, are you kidding me? But um, it is fun, like, when you happen to note things that people really like um, and then, like, make a note and then ages later do it. Like, Bethany talked about that mug a long time ago. And I was like, ooh, okay. Um, And then you had mentioned, like, the series of of Tolkien books you liked. But, like, even, even for Madison, I was like, you know, we chat all the time but i i didn't have any of those moments where she was like "Ooh, i could really use like this or i really like Mm -hmm. that and i was like oh shit what do i (laughs) like i hate being stuck in a moment and like trying to feeling like you need to get something and then not knowing what is really annoying yeah i definitely um like i get that I like I, I feel the same way when I am on that side of the equation. Yeah. But I also like so my family has an exchange and my aunt like makes us all have like an Amazon wish list. Oh, okay. I can't stand making a wish list because like <laughs> I don't want you to just like do my shopping for me. Like I, <laughs> Right. Like for me gift giving isn't like because you have money and I don't want to spend it on myself or whatever. Right, it's right. It's like taking the time to get into somebody's head and like yeah. think about their lives and like what they would enjoy and like getting to know them better, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. That's why it's kind of like <clears throat> my mother was my, I was like, oh, I don't know what to get like my oldest niece because who, I, like, I don't know. I know I like very rarely see her, so I don't know what she needs. And, and I hate getting like, this sounds this is me sound like a miser but i <laughs> i hate getting toys for kids because okay they play with them for like one moment and then never do anything with them again and right, so unless it's pokemon 
unless it's Pokemon. But, you know, like, the craze that young kids are into nowadays are, like, Shopkins, which are, like, these little, like, weird, I don't, I know, don't like, get things. it. I don't like, get them. I don't get them either. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but whatever. And so, like, all the gifts that I ended up getting for my nieces were, like, creative things. So, like, the oldest niece, I got okay. some, like, canvases because my mom had bought her, like, a paint set and cool. some clay and stuff like that. So, like, I tried to get them creative things so that, like, yes, those things, too, sort of run out almost immediately, especially with kids just, like, throwing gobs of paint and stuff and everything. But <laughs> it's, like, at least it's a creative outlet and it's not just a, a bit of plastic that they're not going to touch again, you know? Right. Because that... <laughs> it's not just, like anthropomorphic capitalism right exactly <laughs> i'm like no you don't need a, a like some monster shaped like toast like it'll be yeah. fine don't worry <laughs> but but yeah like that exactly i totally understand that like don't do my shopping for me i just want to that's why like it's always awkward when people are like okay so what do you want for christmas and i'm like right. no you go get me something if you want me <laughs> go to get. tell me what i want because my answer will... is always nothing I... <laughs> I will love whatever you get me. Like, right. <laughs> I am just, I'm glad that you got me, that you took the time to think about what I wanted and got me a gift. And that's why I hate getting gift cards yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to react. Oh yeah, that's cool. I do like this place, but come on. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. Like being sort of strapped for cash. It is nice when like the grandmother or aunt is like, here's, you know, such and such amount of money. Go do with what, that what you want. But it's kind of sad, yeah. too, to think, like, all I'm going to do with this is pay bills. So Yeah, that'll make me feel real good about my bills this month. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It is, I feel like I'm kind of going through another transition, like, when I was a kid. Like, when you're, like, 13-ish, mm-hmm. and, like, you stop getting presents from your extended family. Yeah. And, like, your your parents get you, like, one thing for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and now it's, like... I'm in this other awkward Christmas transition of like, now I am making enough money where I really should be getting my parents a Christmas present <laughs> Yeah, every year. And like, it should be a nice one. Um, right. and yeah. Just, life's hard. Life is hard. Christmas is hard. Growing up is hard. Get a Christmas card. I, I do uh, think I should jump on the Christmas card sending out wagon. <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> like it seems because i enjoy getting them like because i never really get them but i got like because yeah, you two... never get mail like <laughs> right exactly like, nobody sends mail anymore no so but... now it's just nice to get mail yeah i do, i do there's something that's really nice about like opening a handwritten letter and being like yeah this someone took time and effort to do this right and it had to travel all the way here <laughs> it's pretty cool uh-huh yeah but it's like going to a museum it is like going to a museum and i have been to many museums in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you're so cultured i'm very cultured um this has really gone to a place but I <laughs> yeah really like we tangent so hard whenever nobody else is here apparently Oops. that's okay yeah. <laughs> I honestly it. saw that coming. Oh, me too. Um, For yeah, sure. we have a 43-minute episode to get through. Ooh. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about Michael. He marks mm-hmm. her arm, which is awkward. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... We talked about Jim and Pam and Karen 
and Dwight and Angela. Yep. Uh, I Os- guess is Oscar still on? Like, is he yeah. still on vacation? Is that what we're? Yeah. Yep. Oscar's still off. I think he might come back next episode, though. I don't remember. Um, okay. But I do love that. Yeah, he came in with Gil and was like, mm, "Too soon," and just walks out. <laughs> I'm surprised no one saw him though. That's kind of well. They don't, they don't even like come around the corner. Oh, okay. It was just her angle, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Because you know, like Phyllis would have run to him. Oh, there was a really great scene too when when this, I forget who was doing the karaoke, but Phyllis was like swaying with her like sugar plum fairy wand, and so was Stanley. <laughs> they were swaying together, and mm-hmm. I was like, she is getting her groove on. <laughs> Look at Stella get her groove she back. She does love. I'm trying so hard not to ask what is that movie actually about because I don't want to take us on another tangent. Oh, I have not but, seen like, it. I have never, like, I've heard of Stella got her groove back like <laughs> yeah. four times in the past week, and I don't know what that movie is about. I've, I've never seen it, so I couldn't tell you either. Uh, Which is probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Like, the number of, like, pop culture references that are to Stella got her groove back, like, <laughs> like it had to have, like, broken box office records or something. It must have, like, yeah. It had to have been a giant deal in the 90s. Well, then again, so it was, like, 10 things I hate about you and watching that back now I'm like good god what is this <laughs> giant sack of shit oh or that film Ooh. or that film except for there is the good I do enjoy the swing swing song as she's walking down the steps swing, like the all american rejects no <laughs> no I actually don't know who sings because it. I love that song uh yeah me too me too but no this one is the one that's like swing swing something something uh, you grab those shoes and I will uh, uh, kiss I think me. I, like I know that's that's Beneath it. Kiss milky, me. That's sixpence none the richer. Yes. See who the fuck is gonna remember that? Yeah. Besides you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I do like that it's sixpence though. They must be. Are they a UK band? They are. I don't think they're a UK band. They're a um. I think the rest of the songs on their album are like super Christian songs. Like they're very, oh, uh, like they're almost like newsboys Christian songs. Okay. Not like Reliant K, which is like a Christian band, but they don't really like say God in their song or anything. I don't think that's the okay. Six Months on the Richer. I think, I feel like the only Christian band I know is the one with the crows. Is it Counting, Counting crows? crows? Yeah. That's the only Wait. one. I- no, no, no. It's not counting crows. Crowns. Casting crowns, maybe. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Casting crowns. <laughs> something with some, something with alliteration. Um, yeah. Because <clears throat> remember, people in high school would be like really obsessed with it, and they'd be like, "Going to see, you know, this alliterative band," and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and then those are the words that you hear coming out of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "What?" Um, it is kind of like, I don't know. I, as a non-religious person, sometimes I find it, like, surprising when you learn that a band is, like, religious, like, like a religious, or, like, a Christian band, because then I start, okay. I start to think, like, is this band attempting to convert Am me? I going to become Christian uh, by listening I, to this music? Am I going to catch Christian from... Right. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm pretty sure people say that about gays. Exactly. I'm pretty sure. 
No, I'm uh, kidding. But it is kind of surprising, like, because sometimes, I don't know, I guess you have a, a perception of what, like, a Christian band would be, which would be, like, a very, like, wholesome sound right. and stuff. And then sometimes it's very much not that. And you're like, oh, right. this is very, I don't know, yeah, alternative. Yeah, I, um, I uh, <clears throat> love Reliant K for, like, largely that reason. Yeah. Um, they have, like, gone on record saying, like, we don't put, like, God or Jesus in our songs often because, like, it's kind of in, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? In sincere? Insensitive? No, like, in... it's... Like, they don't want to Disingenuous overuse. is what oh, I'm thinking okay. of. It's like a disingenuous version of what it really feels like to be a Christian. Like, what yeah. sort of, like... The, your your struggles through the day and like there is a place i guess in our world for these songs which like have these like they're like mantras where like they they repeat the same thing over and over and yeah. like you're meant to like you know kind of get lost in that or like that you know that simplicity of it is like what draws you to it sure um that doesn't really fly for me like i don't i can't get into that yeah uh, and so, like, that's why, like, Reliant K, who don't, they, not even all their songs are about religion. They're just, like, good songs and then often about uh, religion on top of that. Yeah, and that's truly, that's truly fair. And it is nice, like, I guess that's kind of why I'm, I'm also drawn to a lot of, like, to folk music or indie scenes. Indie music seems to be the same way, if that's what you want to classify it as. But, like, yeah, songs that actually have something to say is <laughs> is always nice because that's what makes you feel I feel like connected to music. Do you know what I mean? Like I You're right. I remember in high school like when I first got into Bright Eyes, like a lot of the lyrics I was like, "Oh, these lyrics like speak to me." And I feel like with pop songs that are like a lot of the songs that are popular and danceable these days are those sort of repetitive things that have no depth, really. Right. And I mean, those totally have a place too. And I am like, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm starting to enjoy those songs through, because of dance. I hear them right. so often that like, you know, I know you can dance to them and then that associates right. like good things with it. Um, but not music I would generally listen to, to like feel immersed in, right. in culture really. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I listen to, Levi the like I got really into Levi the poet after I went mm -hmm. to a listener concert that he was at um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and like I have listened to I've listened to his songs so much and like the way that Levi the poet and listener are like there are like their lyrics are so dense and like kind of um like it, it takes a couple of listens for you to really get what's going on. And like, every time you listen to it, you pick up on something else. Yeah. Um, and so like, I've listened to it so many times and like, I've seen all these different faces of it where as like, as we were driving home today, we were listening to a story of the year album and mm -hmm. like story of the year is cool. And I like their music, but like all of these songs are about like a girl, like they're all like breaking <laughs> yeah. up with a girl and like, that's, that's cool. I, you know, I will, I will absolutely enjoy listening to it, but it does yeah. kind of feel like I have seen this like broad depth of like what you can potentially do with lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of falling flat 
to me like it's right it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah i'm really into it but then there's this like tinge of like but you could you know like there is a side of that i would want some more from right absolutely totally um uh i'm sorry story (laughs) of the year i don't want to like like if story (laughs) of the year heard this they'd be like super mad at me you guys are welcome um, to come on the podcast and defend your honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up. Story at, of the year, I defend your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up, story of the year, at TL underscore PCAST and be our guests on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else are you doing, story of the year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, oh, that was very mean. Ouch. Um, Cut that, Madison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Uh, what else are we? I don't know. Is there anything else? Hannah's still here. I thought that was weird. Yeah, she needs to get the shit out of there. Well, I also yeah. find it strange that she was like sticking through Angela's bullshit and actually like staying at her party. That yeah. was odd. Although I did like her like crushing the nuts yeah. with with. Hannah's <laughs> the most miserable person to ever grace the office. <laughs> she really is. She really is, and I don't appreciate it. Uh, when does she even leave? It should be soon, I think. Well, she quits with everyone. Does that mean Tony's still here, too? Does Tony... I thought they left on the same day. No, Tony left ages back. Because Tony left on the first day. Yeah. I thought she Hannah quit then, too. The first day? No, I thought she quit then, too, and she's still there. Hmm. So she must quit, maybe... Get out of here, Hannah. Yeah, get out. You're wasting time. Wasting space. Um. um. Yeah. Um, I do. There's the whole thing too with Toby not getting his bathrobe because Michael tells Dwight to take <laughs> the extra that, away. That scene with Kevin is very funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As it slowly dawns on Kevin. <laughs> oh, Toby! But Toby can never be happy until the end of the episode. But yeah. when he when Pam delightfully gives him her robe. But then also yeah. probably fuels the fire within him to know. He's like, she cares about me. She really does. Yes. Um, yes, it, he goes out and strangles someone. He does. He probably does. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, Tobes. I think we've hit everything. I think we've talked about this whole episode. I think we've mostly hit things, yeah. Um. Oh, there's... Well, let's talk about any, like, do you have any quotes that you heard during the episode that you liked? Because this one was Uh, kind of, like, full of one-liners. My first one was, keep it up, Stanley, and you'll lose New Year's. (laughs) Uh, The best. And then, then, uh, why don't you just buy the whole song? I don't want to buy it. I just want to taste it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. That Um, reminded me of those, like, do you remember those little disc things? It was like a keychain, and you could get like a square thing, and it plays like twenty seconds of a song. Is it clip bits or clip bits? I've never or... seen these. Oh my god! Well, it's not important then. But <laughs> you basically, it was like a keychain, and you would buy like these little. It's like a like a mini Nintendo cartridge, basically, and you put okay. it in, and it would. I think it was designed to, you know, have encourage people to buy the album. So it was like a single, but it was only a clip. Like it was oh, <laughs> like twenty seconds. Wait. Yeah. So that was a really good idea until like until well, like you put the 20 second limit on it right well it's also the thing that like you i don't know they can they couldn't have been very cheap to buy and so then you have to think that someone like 
nowadays the equivalent is just going on to to iTunes and you can click play for like 10 seconds or whatever to right. sample the song. But it's an interesting idea, but definitely not. Yeah. Like, no, that is past technology <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think it was called Clippets or something. I can't remember though. There's no place in our society for that kind of. Right. Antique. That nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, how can I be there for Michael when I am here for Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Dwight. He's so funny. Um, I like also when Dwight, the cold open with the goose, when Uh Dwight is very, very happy. He's just like, I accidentally ran over it. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) 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 And we learned that he's tried to kill a duck previously. Yeah. But like, um. In the Great British Baking Show, that one guy, like, cooked with roadkill, like, on the show. He did? It's like, you can't... I'm sorry to anybody who's cooking with roadkill, but you can't do that. You can't... <laughs> that will that will make you sick. I mean... Like, that's why we have refrigeration and, like, preservatives what and if he just, salt. What if you just ran it over? If you just ran it over, like... You're you're still rolling the dice, but it's not like going to, like, like yeah. they're not. Uh, it's not like you're keeping it at an unsafe temperature, right? I feel like you're still should be worried about like diseases and viruses right. that the thing has. Yeah, like you don't know that thing's life story. You don't know what it's <laughs> been through up until now, right? You only know the end of its life story. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of um, stories, I, I liked that we have the slew of Michael using Pam's name and a bunch of things like uh-huh. cider candy Pam's, <laughs> Pam chops with mint. With mint. <laughs> um, there's also, oh, and then when he greets Carol, he's like, there she is, a Christmas And his card that said Skeezin's Greetings. Skeezin's Greetings. Skeezin's Greetings. We can't talk. Skeezin's Greetings. Yeah, I had quite a few quotes. Um, Yeah, I did also have I Don't don't Have to Buy It. I just want to taste it. Um, Oh, they say that when you find true true love, you know within the first 24 hours. With Carol, I knew within the first 24 minutes of the second day I met her. And also, like, Michael crying at the elevator, like, and you were nothing but great to your hoe. And then suddenly, <laughs> she's not your hoe no more. <laughs> uh, which is, is that a reference to his um, to his film? Is this, no, this is before, uh, or is it after um, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin? Because isn't there a line in there where he's like, she was a hoe for show. <clears throat> I don't know the release date of 40-Year-Old Virgin, nor that line of 40-Year-Old Come Virgin. on, we all know it's your favorite film. Oh, but... I didn't talk about who wrote the episode. Oh, shit. Well, hold on. Let's finish my quotes okay. and we'll get to that. <laughs> right. I, I love also that Angela had the... or uh, Phyllis is like, I thought you said green was whorish. And she looks at her and <laughs> says, no, orange is whorish. <laughs> um, uh, think... So now we can change it. On the the official threat level podcast tracker of what is the whorish color? Yes, it is orange. Whore level orange. 
Sorry, Pretzel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's okay. Pretzel hates me, so I'm okay with that. Um, I think that's all of my my things. So, who did write this? Episode? Uh, Jennifer <clears throat> Salata. Oh. Um, she has never appeared on the show. Okay. Uh, which I think is the first time that's happened so far. No, that um, I forget that guy's name. Ricky Greg Julius? something. Oh. Um, but she has gone on the record saying that she wants to play a shroot. <laughs> Aw, that'd be cool. Uh, she also wrote, let's see, some other ones. Email surveillance. Okay. Um, drug testing. Beach mm. games. Ooh. Goodbye, Toby. Okay. The dual company picnic. I do. Company picnic's good. And some beach games. Those are good episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Beach games is the... Is that like the penultimate episode of this season? Uh, I think so, because then it comes back and she has to like deal with it. Right. And then <laughs> it ends on yeah, because it ends when uh, Jim asks. Oh yeah. Doll. So it might be two episodes before. Could be. The end of the season. Oh right, because it's like the job or whatever. <sighs> yeah. Those are all my quotes. Do we? Oh, we talked about the. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Um, but yeah, I think she. Well, before we give ratings to the episode, have you a Dundee to instill on, upon someone? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I do. Is it to Cindy, the waiter? It is not to Cindy. Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am trying to think of what everyone did. <laughs> but I was being totally honest when I said that I have a Dundee, that I have already created a Dundee to give somebody. Okay. I'm just building the dramatic suspense. <laughs> I just saw that in my notes, I wrote karaoke machine, but it auto-corrected to <laughs> Karakoram machine. Karakoram. <laughs> That's not a word. I know. Like, what? Um, oh, oh. Uh, I am going to give the uh, Grammy Dundee to Kevin for his <laughs> the greatest music performance of the night. Yo, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that was awkward. <laughs> In a similar vein, though, I am also going to give the Grammy Award. And I'm okay. going to give it to Kelly because I think Kelly actually has, like, a good voice under that. Yeah, I think she was, like, faking yeah. bad singing. Yeah, so uh, Kelly cause... Kapoor, singer of the episode. <laughs> Good job, Kelly. Good job, Kelly. Please come collect your award at the podium. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, we never did a trivia. Do you have any trivia questions? Yeah. No, I think that comes afterward, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's been it a does. Have you um, any trivia? What was the pop culture reference in the cold open? What? Um, there was... Let's see. There was uh, Creed thinking it's crazy... Phyllis wanted to eat it. Um, was it Grandma got ran over by a reindeer? 
close was it however many goose a laying or whatever they're doing no that was not it i don't know because they were because the goose was laying on the desk yes (laughs) (laughs) um hollywood squares oh circle gets a square yep yeah uh and then how much did carol save on michael's house and why okay it was was it two thousand Yes, it was 2000. And she didn't report a mold problem, but I don't think we under, we find out what she, how she finagled it or something. Uh, I will give you the point. Okay. But she, they failed to report the mold problem. Okay. Like, like the company? Yeah, like the person who was selling it failed to report a mold problem. Oh. And so she saved money for Michael by saying, like, you didn't do the... But, like, that that is, like, my interpretation of it. It could very well have been. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh. Meow. <laughs> Welcome to oh. the... I forget that you're wearing headphones, probably. <laughs> As I'm meowing to you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, cool. Any other trivia? No, it was just two. Okay. Um, that sounds really odd. <laughs> um... What What are the three things that Karen suggests during the meeting for the party before she gets kicked out? Oh, um, so they have a Christmas raffle. Okay. Um, Wow, she suggested three things? Yep. One of the things. Oh, so it was a. Was it like a. It was like a margarita. Like it was like a drinking game thing. Yep, drinking game. And then one uh, more thing that does appear in the episode karaoke. Yes. With Angela, after Angela gives them back the cord stashed yep. away in the tree. <laughs> um, second question. When Jim finally agrees to partake in the prank and Pam says, oh, we should get him a bus ticket, how mm-hmm. much. What's the bus ticket? $75? Correct. And they do not to go for it. Yeah, the, the cheaper <laughs> helicopter. Yes. The- <laughs> it is very mean for them to destroy Dwight's phone. That is very mean. It, even though it was probably the crappiest little phone. Uh, yeah, like all of the phones in this episode are flip phones. Like we're still yeah. not at that point in technology <laughs> where like we're, we have well, all of our phones look the same. I guess not. I remember like... 2016 i i think i still had a flip phone yeah yeah i had i had my uh it wasn't really like a flip phone it was kind of it was like a bar phone but it didn't have okay. like a touch screen i had that until like 2010 yeah <laughs> i had I, for, I had some like generic flip phone and then i got like the one that like you could open it like a flip phone or you could open it like a mini computer. Ooh. Yeah. I really liked that phone a lot. And the buttons oh, were what was that called? The Um Was it the Edge? No. Maybe like the no, I don't think it was the Galaxy either. Maybe the it was Alias. Galaxy. Um maybe. I think it was the Alias. It could be. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I want. I think I want to say Galaxy, but I'm making that up. But it. Um. I really like that phone. But um. But yeah, we're still in the age of like budding technology. 
I do think that's all of my questions, though. Do you have a rating for this episode? Or are you looking, looking up the up, alias? <laughs> I am looking at the alias. And I am I am correct. Are you? At least, like, the alias is what I am thinking of. I don't know if it was your phone. Okay, well, now I have to look it up. Yes, that's it. I um, loved that phone. Anyway. Do you remember the sidekick? Like, do you remember <laughs> commercials for the sidekick? Yeah. With Johnny... Was his name Johnny Danger or something? <laughs> the sidekick was absurd. It was like a bulkier version of what I already had. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> I liked how slim the alias was. It was like real, real tiny. Yeah. Uh, rating for this episode. Um, no, I did first trivia, first Dundee, <clears throat> first, first quote. Okay. I Let's see. Let me rethink the episode real quick because it was really long and kind of boring. Um, <laughs> we have some good moments. We have some good quotes. We have some good jokes. We have pranks. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give this episode a three cans of molten goose grease out of five. Okay. Um... I feel like I feel like I thought it was a funny enough episode mm-hmm. to warrant higher than a three. Okay, but I think that it was just boring. Like it was long. <laughs> and, like it was it was too long. This should not have been a forty-three episode. Yeah. Episode. I guess if we'd split um, it and like watched twenty minutes and then twenty minutes, maybe it would have been better. But yeah. Um, I am going with a. Three point five longing back rubs <laughs> out of five. Nice. Um, what does that bring? So, us to? being that it is just the two of us, that brings our official threat level podcast score to three point two five. It's weird because usually the, like, the challenge is remembering everything that somebody said, and now it's just like, how do I connect these two things together? Yeah. Uh, molten goose back rubs. rubs. I don't know. <laughs> Out of five. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's appropriate for the episode. Yeah. And um, I guess that technically brings us to the end of <laughs> the very yeah. tan- tangential episode of, <laughs> yeah. of the office point, discussion. If you if you stand far enough away and you squint your eyes and you look real hard, you can see the points where we talked about the office <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but yes, so if you've stuck around through all of this and you've been listening to us, thank you. And uh, we're going to go into the other bit soon but if you don't feel like listening make sure that you take a moment and check us out on twitter tl underscore pcast we we post very occasionally um you can also hit us up and on gmail.com 
with threat <laughs> little yeah our uh, email address is threatlevelpodcast.gmail.com so send us an email and i've just recently uh, added our rss feed to uh, google play so nice <laughs> people with androids can now also enjoy <laughs> the podcast <laughs> um but yeah. i opened up google play the other day and like just ads everywhere <laughs> Google, and, work like, on it. Re- remember when <laughs> Windows Media Player was just like a thing that you opened to play the music on your yeah, computer and yeah. it didn't like advertise everything to you? Right. And you're like, where is my music? Why am I looking at all of these these right. commercials? It used to just be like the trippy background that you could watch as you listen to music. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was really a nice, simple life. Mm-hmm. But on that note, um, we will go into what Madison calls... Do you want to tell us what it is, Justin? Yeah, it's a threat-level podcast after midnight. (laughs) Hey, it's 11.41. (laughs) (laughs) It is threat-level podcast pre-midnight. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But this is the point where we do what we've done this entire episode and talk about things we like and things we'd recommend. (laughs) Yeah, but this time with an imperative to you to say, like, go and do this thing. Very true. Very true. So what have you... You haven't been on the podcast in a while. I would accept a couple shout-outs if you want to give them. (laughs) Oh, jeez, Jamie. That sounds like a punishment. Uh... (laughs) Or just what you've been checking out most recently. Yeah, um, so I mentioned... Um, first, uh, I'll, okay, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, Jamie. I will, I will do two, two, a shout out and a half. Okay. Because I don't want to talk about Star Wars for too long. Okay. I've also not seen it. Good. The Last Jedi was good. Okay. That's my shout out. Go watch The Last Jedi. Sounds good. Um, (laughs) other than that, uh, I mentioned Levi the Poet earlier. Yeah, uh, and he just released a new album a couple of days ago. Uh, he had an album. He he made and he released an LP on New Year's Day. Oh, nice! Um, and it was just two songs. <laughs> an LP. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, or an EP? Is that is that, is that closer? Uh, I, I don't know. How is, the, is it a single? I think it's nearly a single. Yeah, a um, double. Released a double. <laughs> released a double. Uh, <laughs> They were two remixes, okay. uh, and then a couple of days ago, maybe maybe like a week and a half ago, he released the originals. Um, okay, okay. So he released the remixes before the originals, hmm. uh, and they are really cool. The albums are called um, the remixes are on Ferment, and then the originals are on Debris. I think I got that right. I might have got that backwards. Okay, um, and. The reason he released the remixes before the originals is because the originals he's moving into this new like like he's he's trying out this new like actually recording with a band oh. sound instead of like this like highly produced like very synthy kind of music that he was doing before. Okay. Um, and so like it has like a lot of guitars and drums in it, and they sound awesome. Um, cool. The the which yep. ones? Uh, the originals the the okay. ones with the band cool i mean the other ones sound good too but the the new ones sound the 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 band ones sound like just really good especially somalia um cool and 
so the he okay so levi the poet has like a really great way of like saying things just like saying them and like he'll he'll say it in like a, a nice creative way but he won't like layer it with too much metaphor so like it's not like an idiot like me can understand it so like uh and that kind of loosens up on this one like it's very so, uh, like okay. imagery oh, okay it, it's very like you know metaphors and imagery and okay. stuff that like i'm still not totally sure what i'm supposed to be getting out of it okay um, how do you feel about that like do you do you appreciate the like attempt to go a little like quote deeper on it or do you prefer the sort of like transparency of, of his other i definitely stuff? prefer transparency over this like i don't have a problem with going back and listening to it um and like seeing it from a different angle but yeah. i don't think that i get any more enjoyment out of something because i'm able to think about it in a different from a different perspective sure um and so like there is kind of a mystery to it like who like like there's a there's a part in one of the poems where like he sneaks out of the window um to go to a field and like the song is saying like you and me snuck out of this window and went out to this field but if you think about it from one certain perspective i think that it might be just him like it might have hmm. just been him going out to the field alone and the other part of it is like like a side <laughs> of him that was less jaded or something like a more oh, youthful I innocence see. um okay okay so like i can I can think those things, mm -hmm. but I don't think that my ability to think it is bringing me any closer to the music or making me feel any better about the music. Gotcha. Um, Do you think it's a way to sort of like, because I, I think that a lot of, I mean, I don't know if a lot of artists do this intentionally, but I think a lot of artists enjoy um, creating things that force people to take what they want from it and not necessarily mm -hmm. like to transmit their actual like, a specific thought or feeling like I'm sure the artist has an right. idea in mind, but maybe they craft it in such a way that it's like one could, I must use French. One could take from it, <laughs> like on tire skill, but can take what can take from it what they want, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't, um, I, I don't from like reading his writings mm -hmm. and like seeing him in interviews and stuff i don't think that's what he's getting at i think okay. that he had a a i think he has a higher idea of like what this what these poems are supposed to mean because like the really cool like there are there are really cool like themes that go between both of the songs on the album okay. um so like the idea of like a spectrum gets brought up you know a few times in both of the songs and or like the sky and like the planets and stuff like these are all like these are themes that re that are reoccurring okay um and so like i think that this is coming from an angle of like just i'm putting together this this grander poem right um rather like i am i am becoming more well versed in my craft and like um like he's he's a much more uh what do i want to say a much more skilled poet than mm -hmm. than perhaps just, he was earlier or yeah and not like in a show-off way but like this is just something new like this is just a um a yeah. it's just a thing for him to explore like right. something that he's enjoying exploring right right
That's legit. Yeah, I've actually like not listened to any of, of the stuff yet, so I should probably get on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, I would definitely recommend, I mean, like, Correspondence is just, like, a perfect album in almost okay. every aspect. Cool. I'll have to check it out. But uh, Bethany shouted that out, like, a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, like, whenever we shout things out, I'm always like, ooh, that sounds very interesting, and then I have, like, no time yeah. to go back and do it. <laughs> um... So one day, in 20 years, when I'm listening back, I can right. decide. Do you listen to the podcast episodes? Like, do you re-listen uh, to them? I don't re-listen to them, no. Sometimes I go back and I listen for things that I want to hear again. Okay. Like, I'll, like for bits that we were talking about. Yeah. But um, I haven't, like, gone back and listened to an episode. And I'll normally listen to episodes that I'm not on. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, I guess I'm in all of them, so I hear them all as I go. But if ever you guys want to record an episode without me, I would not. Mm-hmm. I would be. I would actually be really interested to see what the end product would be. Okay. Because I, I don't know. We won't tell you next time we record. You shouldn't, and then just you'll be like, be like, "Are we recording tonight?" And we'll be like, "We already did." Yeah, I'll be like, "What?" And then I'll <laughs> then I'll just edit the podcast. Yeah. Um. No, that would be interesting, but um. Yeah, and I'm trying to think about what I should shout out. Um, let's see. What have I done lately? Uh, Sarah Kay and Megan were here, so I've seen a lot of shows. <laughs> I, see, I saw, oh my god, I saw, what, like, two Broadway and, like, two off-Broadway productions this in, like, a week span. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yesterday, let's see, yesterday we saw Wicked, um, and then we saw a musical called Come From Away, which was good, and then with Sarah Kay, I saw a play called The Play Where, the play where Everything Goes Wrong, I think, which was really fun, and then we saw this really, I shouldn't say this, this musical <laughs> I did not enjoy, called okay. Red called Red Rose's Green Gold. So that's my anti shout out. But then again, the Why tickets do you not enjoy it? <clears throat> okay, so the cons- I, I think wait, before you answer, like you went through three things that you enjoyed and I didn't ask you anything about what you enjoyed about it and then it's like what didn't you like about it? <laughs> no, perhaps that's more interesting. But no, it's so Red Rose's Green Gold is a musical based off the music of two like folk country artists that i don't know but the tickets were free for me so i was like oh i'll go instead of paying (laughs) instead of paying like a hundred bucks and so i went and sarah and i went and like the singers were real like they were very good um but i think it was a lot of issues like there were some technical sound issues and the quality like sometimes they would talk and uh, they'd be trying to sing but the music would be too loud so you couldn't actually understand any of the lyrics i'm sure if you know the song since they are based off of like pop culture songs or whatever like you would probably know and you could sing along and be happy but like someone coming in from the outside i was like okay well this is like a lot of guitar and drum but i don't know what's going on and um also there was like sort of like it was a musical in which everyone had a southern accent but mm-hmm. I don't. I doubt any of the cast is actually southern. So it was <laughs> like when that happens, I'm kind of. It kind of takes me out of the musical when people are doing like a faux accent. 
Right. Um, but yeah, so a show not to see, Red Roses, Green Gold. Um, what I will suggest is... Oh, I saw yesterday, also, on top of Wicked, The Shape of Water. Okay, that's the new horror movie, right? Yeah, uh, not horror, but it's... um. So, I forget who it's by, because <laughs> I'm awful. <laughs> but it's it's sort of like a sci-fi film. Um, the premise is that this woman sort of falls in love with this, like, fish creature. And... <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like Pan uh, Pan's Labyrinth esque. I think it's the same person who did it. So yeah, whoever Guillermo that was, Toro, I thought, right? Okay, yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, and it was very good, and it was it was something that was just like, um, the film was just like very visually pleasing, and the music, like the score, was great, and the acting was really really good as well. So I won't give anything away because then it would defeat the purpose of people going to see it. But it was, um, I would definitely go see it, perhaps not pay New York music, uh, New York movie theater prices for it, but but it's good if you're into like a sort of non-traditional romance. Uh, <laughs> non-traditional meaning interspecies. Correct. Uh, but not in a bestiality way. The fish thing? <laughs> um so i won't go too much into detail but the so the the creature is basically has been captured but he um is a a, a male fish human type thing um but what happened was that he was revered in the somewhere in south america as a god and then the u.s government as it's wont to do um, abducted it basically and and put it into um, like a was a, like a cage basically and then they wanted to study it and like cut it open and find out what's going on and stuff because it's a like a fish but human at the same time and it can sort of breathe out of water and stuff so it's it, you're not sure throughout the entire thing like what it actually is um, but it's clear that it has like intelligence and stuff so it's not. It's not like this woman taking advantage of a fish. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, okay. All right. But for it's the visuals. It's kind of a weird movie good. then. It was weird, but it was good as okay. well. Just like Pan's Labyrinth. Really weird. Like really fucking weird, but <laughs> but good still. Okay. Sure. Cool. Alrighty. All right. Well, there are the shout outs. Go check them out, everyone. If not, we will be back next week with the discussion of, on Netflix, episode 11, but apparently what is actually episode 12, um, which I've forgotten the name of, (laughs) but I'm sure it's great. I'll look it up real quick. No, I forget. I feel like, wait. Back from Vacation. We'll be back with Back from Vacation. That's what it's called, back from vacation. Yep. In which we, fi- in which we find that is out a dumb name for an episode. <laughs> in which we find yeah. out who Michael took <laughs> to Sandals, Jamaica. Dun dun dun. <laughs> all right, oh, all right. I will see all of you, all of you listeners. I will see you in your we- faces <laughs> next week. Yes. <laughs>
when your computer will be fixed finally yes yeah right <laughs> bethany's present finally came in the mail like yesterday <laughs> whoops i ordered it before like long before christmas oh geez that's um, okay it's like a surprise a delayed surprise gift yeah it was a real <laughs> surprise <laughs> Alrighty. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.